Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live Wide Open. Off the end of the back straightaway. Larson's going to send it. Larson's in the wall. Larson's on Hamlin's back bumper. Logano leads down the back straightaway. Keselowski's in line. Now he turns him. Boot Team Penske cars crash. Keselowski is up in a ball of flame. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Now, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another installment of NASCAR Live Wide Open here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew with you as we get set to... Pull out the sunblock and the umbrellas and head to South Florida, man. It's going to be a warm weekend for racing. Temperature's going to be in the mid to upper 80s. Absolutely beautiful conditions at a beautiful racetrack. I love Homestead Miami Speedway, and we've got a triple header this weekend. Of course, playoffs are front and center for the NASCAR Cup Series and the NASCAR Xfinity Series. It'll be their middle race in the round of eight, but the trucks... It's their final elimination race. And when we get done with the truck Saturday afternoon, we'll know the four that are going to run for the championship in two weeks at Phoenix on championship weekend. We want to pause here and we want to bring in someone that while he is not on the track this weekend at Homestead, he will be at Martinsville. But he had a great run at Las Vegas. And we're speaking of Myatt Snyder, who's been racing part-time in the Xfinity Series for Joe Gibbs Racing. 
He had a great run over the weekend at uh, Las Vegas. Looking forward to having him back on the track at Martinsville. His season started at Daytona, but he's a part-time driver, and he's looking to do more. So let's go to the NASCAR Live Wide Open Hotline. Bring in the aforementioned Myatt Snyder. Myatt, welcome back to NASCAR Live Wide Open. How are we doing? I'm doing wonderful. Always a fun time being on MRN. And it's always a fun time having you on MRN. You had a very unique year this year. Uh, You've been in the NASCAR Xfinity Series four races. Obviously, last year, a couple couple years ago, you were full-time there. And now you're on a part-time schedule. We just wanted to touch base with you and see what's going on here. Handful of starts this year and top 10 finishes to claim. How would you uh, how would you call 2023 so far right now from your perspective, as it were? Well, back man, it's been uh, very interesting um, because when uh, we we were a little late to the game this year getting our schedule together, and so we had to basically take a bunch of races towards the end of the year, and so that's now coming together. And but for the first half of this year, you know, I only had a couple of races. So my first race was Daytona, the second race was Portland, and that was you know February to June. So kind of crazy having about three three months apart. Um, between your first and second race. And, uh, you know, I I tried to stay around the garage as much as I could, went to every race that I could that was close to me. And, um, yeah, it, it's been interesting to say the least. But uh, in the second half of the year when NBC picked up the races, I decided to uh, pick up a behind-the-scenes TV role with them. And so that's kept me at the racetrack and kept me around the Xfinity garage talking to people and keeping relationships up. Um, you know, there's a saying in this sport, uh, out of sight, out of mind. And, you know, I, I didn't want that to happen to me. So, um, but yeah, my races have picked up, obviously. I ran the Roval in Vegas, and I thought we were really, really fast in Vegas this weekend. Um, and yeah, so it's, it's been good getting back to driving and uh, being with the 19 team. It's been a lot of fun. We spend a lot of time talking about the full-time drivers, but we don't talk a lot about the drivers that are trying to get those full-time opportunities, and I'm sure that you would welcome one should it come your way. What's it like as a part-time driver keeping in contact with the garage, keeping your face present and in front of other faces, trying to just keep yourself on the radar screen? What's that like in 2023? It's definitely difficult, you know, because you're not um, you're not a part of the conversation every week as far as, you know, racing with guys, being a part of the strategy, you know, there's just, um, you're just not as much on everybody's mind when you're not racing full time. And, you know, that's, that's kind of where, you know, respect, disrespect comes from is that, you know, you race every week and you get to show all your competitors, whether you're going to be uh, a driver with integrity or not. And so it, it's hard to kind of, you know, get that respect when you're only racing part time because, you know, this guy may have not raced with you before or he may have not raced with you in a while. So he doesn't remember, hey, is this guy going to run me off the racetrack or not? You know, I try and be as respectful to drivers as I can be. Um, and I, you know, I, I expect that respect as well. And, uh, you know, it's just hard to earn that when you're not there every week. But, um, yeah, it is difficult. But, you know, I feel like I'm at a stage in my career where I kind of, you know, have a pretty good expectation of what's to come. And I still, you know, put in the work to try and, Make sure I'm as prepared as possible every time I hop in the race car. But, uh, yeah, you know, it, it is difficult, but I've been enjoying the season. I want you to help us separate fact from fiction because we hear a lot of times these days, especially in the truck and the Xfinity series, where the ride a driver gets in and how often a driver uh, is able to drive depends on how big the check that he brings or she brings and what they bring to the table as far as a financial commitment is that still the case in 2023 where 
you basically have to go out, find a partner, and then the both of you go to a race team or race teams and try to find that perfect fit? I think it's uh, more truth than fiction for sure. Uh, you know, if you think about it, all these race teams still have to make the books work at the end of the day. And, uh, you know, building and building and transporting race cars and crew guys and doing all the stuff that a race team needs to do is uh, it's not cheap. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's hard to, you know, find any, you know, reduced cost rides anymore just because it's, you know, it's just the economies of scale are so hard to make work in the sport. And, um, you know, it's just so expensive to, to participate in the sport. So I, I try and keep that in mind and realize how blessed I am to do this um, still. And uh, even if it is part time and uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely a unique landscape of the sport that we're in. Is it your goal to get back to being a full time competitor? You're just working through this process now. But would you entertain a full time opportunity should one come your way? Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely want to be full time. But, you know, I also want to win races. And, you know, I think that was uh, one of the reasons that we went to JGR this season is because, you know, I wanted to go out and be in equipment that's capable of winning races. And, you know, um, this uh, this past weekend that we had in Las Vegas was uh, a little bit of a, a boost to my confidence as a driver because I went out there and I was running, you know, lap times the same as the leader uh, pretty much every run that we had. And, um, you know, there's, I, I realized, you know, there's some stuff I got to work on personally as a driver th- after this weekend. But, you know, to be able to go out there after having not run a single intermediate all year and be as competitive as I was lap time wise, you know, it was really, really confidence boosting for me. Is that what you use to gauge as a barometer or is that what the garage uses to gauge lap times and, and how they go up or come down over the course of a run to indicate what kind of a run a driver's having? I think it's, you know, it, it can be a metric, but, you know, you have to take into mind what your car's doing over the long run, um, you know, how it fades and, you know, how the how the competition is fading. Um, you know, for me, I realize that there's quite a few more metrics that are involved. You know, you can look at, you know, there are some guys who are good at X or good at Y or, you know, they're good at a number of things, but maybe not this thing. And so that's, you know, that's kind of the information that you have as a competitor at your disposal is that you, you try and learn what your competitors are good at and bad at, and then you try and play to that and play to your strengths as well. So, you know, I know I'm really good at restarts. I'm really good at making time on restarts, um, you know, but I, I know that, you know, I need to fire off a little better for the first couple laps after a restart. So, um, so yeah, you know, there's just, there's just stuff that you learn after you know doing so many reps in the sport and uh you know i I try and keep a pretty good log of that chatting with myatt snyder who'll be back with joe gibbs racing at martinsville the following weekend before we talk about martinsville you know when i go to homestead there are a lot of you know visions that pop into my head like still pictures and and things that have happened we've been going there for so long and one of those for me is watching what you did at homestead a couple years ago when you were able to pick up a win in the Xfinity Series there, what kind of a special place is Homestead for you? It's uh, very special for me because, you know, it's one of those places where I feel like, you know, um, I had to really improve myself as a driver at because, you know, when I went there in the truck series, I felt like a fish out of water there. You know, I, I would try and, you know, run the high line. I wasn't very good at it. And, you know, I would try and do, you know, a number of things to just make myself better. And I never could figure it out in truck. Well, then I get there in an Xfinity car in 2020, and I just went in with the mindset of, you know, no matter what happens today, I'm going to figure this racetrack out. And, you know, I, I kind of did. I, I ran really well that day for what equipment I had. 
Um, and then I went back there and won the next year. So it's a place where I feel like, you know, I, I had to conquer and I did. And, um, you know, that's just one of those moments that you look back to in your career and you, you know, you summon that memory when you, uh, when you need a little bit of motivation to keep going. From a driver's perspective, where would you put Homestead on all of the mile and a half racetracks that we have? Where would you put Homestead in the mix? I think it's absolutely one of the best because it has a good combination of everything that you need to make a good race from tire fall off to, you know, multiple groove racing to, you know, having specific uh, skill sets required to make speed at the racetrack. Um, I think it's honestly one of the best ones we go to. And, you know, I, um, I, I have always enjoyed going there even when I was in a truck and wasn't, you know, running all that well. Um, I've, I've always enjoyed going there. I've always loved Homestead as well, and I also love Martinsville the following weekend. The next-to-last racing weekend of the season brings us to the paperclip in southwestern Virginia. I'm sure you're you're licking your chops, number one, to get back inside of a Gibbs car, but you're going to do it at one of the most awesome short tracks. You looking forward to getting back to Martinsville? Absolutely. Yeah, that's one of, a, one of the racetracks that I have a pretty extensive personal history at. at um, it was pretty much the first... Uh, quote-unquote NASCAR racetrack that I raced at, you know, with my late model stock back in 2013. Um, you know, I've come there, I've come close to winning a clock there multiple times in a late model, in a truck, um, and I'm really hoping that we, you know, I, I feel pretty good about what we've worked on, you know, on the simulator and without all of our tools, you know, I, I feel really good about our speed going there. And, you know, I really, really, like, like, Bag man, I cannot, I cannot emphasize to you enough how much I want a grandfather clock in that place because I've been chasing after it. I've been chasing that time for so long now, and uh, it's a really special place for me. Why is the clock so important? We're going to talk about it when we get there. Every driver will tell you it's one of the coolest, but it's one of the most sought after. Why personally do you want that trophy? Do you want that clock to call your own? I think, you know, it, it comes down to a couple things. Number one, the history of the racetrack, because it's such a historical place. I mean, NASCAR's been going there since, I think, the 50s or 60s. Uh, so it's been around a very long time, and it's got a lot of history to it. Um, number two, personal history for me. You know, I, like I said, I've been there racing late-mile stocks, trucks, Xfinity. You know, I've, I've, been, I've had good runs there in all of them. And, um, you know, just, just the... Just the fact that Martinsville is such a tough place to get around. You know, you got to really hit hit your line right. You got to hit your you know your braking points right, your throttle points right. It's just a hard place to get around, and it's it, you see that in the frustration of the competitors who run there because they're trying to get every inch that they can, and it's you know it's just really hard to make lap time, make passes, and you know really just be efficient there. So when you go out there and win, you know that you had to earn it to get there. Martinsville is a place that it taps into every human emotion possible over the course of it being a 200 lap or a 250 lap or a 500 lap or doesn't matter what you run at Martinsville. We can't wait to have you back on the racetrack with us. Can't wait to see you back in the garage. We want to take a few moments and visit with you. Glad to hear things are going well. Glad Vegas went good. And we wish you the best next weekend, Myatt. Always a pleasure being able to catch up and uh, talk about you being on the racetrack next. Thanks for having me back, man. Always a pleasure. That is Myatt Snyder, who'll be driving the number 19 car next weekend for Joe Gibbs Racing at Martinsville Speedway. And, of course, we wish 
my the best and trying to get another full-time opportunity was racing with Jordan Anderson racing in the last couple of years in the Xfinity series and now part-time in 2023 doing also some work for NBC his father by the way Marty Snyder who is on the NBC telecast who got his start here at the Motor Racing Network years and years ago let's shift gears here let's talk some odds let's talk Sunday's forever 400 presented by Mobile One and take the temperature of Las Vegas producer Trey is here. Trey, what do you got for us this week? Well, Mike, the Vegas doesn't think we're going to get another driver locking themselves into the championship for this weekend because they think Kyle Larson is going to win again. These are the best odds that any driver has had to win a race pretty much since we've been doing this, almost two full seasons. Kyle Larson is the favorite at plus 275, less than 3-1 to one odds. Still a great return, no matter – you're never going to get plus odds on anybody to win any other sport, really, uh, unless they're a big underdog. As the favorite, you're not going to get those kind of odds. But Larson, plus 275. Behind him, you've got Tyler Reddick at plus 500, and then Martin Truex Jr. at plus 550. So those are the three drivers that Vegas thinks – are going to contend to win this weekend. My pick though, I'm going with Reddick. I picked Reddick at the beginning of the champ at the beginning of the playoffs to make the championship for and if he's going to get it done, if he's going to lock himself in, I think this is going to be the weekend that he does it. He's won two Xfinity Series championships with wins at this track. We know how good he is running inches away from the wall. He did say going into last week that he was more confident in Vegas this year. But I think Reddick has what it takes to kind of be that dark horse candidate to get into the championship for similar to what a Bell or even a Chastain was last year. Long shots this weekend, they're on a, a ton that I love because I think this really is going to be a race. Last week at Vegas, I think it was all eight playoff drivers finished in the top 11. I think we could see something similar this weekend. But two long shots that I think are in play. Brad Keselowski, I think he could finally get his first Homestead victory. He's 20-1, to one, finished close to the front last year, uh, even though he was having those bit of a struggle year in the first year at RFK. And Brad had a ton of speed last week at Las Vegas. And then the other one I like, the super steep long shot, is A.J. Allmendinger. A.J. 200-1. to one. And if you remember, in the closing laps last year, he was in a great battle with Ross Chastain for second. He finished third in this race last year, probably his best run Uh last year for college racing in his part-time cup schedule. So I think AJ is live at 200 to one, but I think it's going to be a playoff driver friendly weekend. And even though Larson's a big favorite, I think Reddick pulls it off and locks into the championship four for the first time. Uh, you may be right about this. There's a lot of eggs being placed in the Tyler Reddick basket. Yeah. He called his shot. I wouldn't say called his shot, but he's he, he, he had very high hopes at Las Vegas last weekend. But there's a lot of people out there, Trey included, me included, and I'm sure a lot of you out there included, that put him along in Larson and Bell territory maybe for this weekend. We'll all find out together. It's going to be a busy weekend of racing coming up at Homestead Miami Speedway this weekend. MRN's coverage will begin Saturday. We've got triple header coverage for you on Saturday. We'll start with NASCAR Cup Series practice and pole qualifying. That's at 9 a.m. on Saturday morning. Early birds, rise and shine. Get that coffee and that breakfast going, and we'll meet you here on the air. Coming up at around noon, matter of fact, 11.30 a.m. Eastern is when we'll hit the air with the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series, the Baptist Health Cancer Care 200. Coming up at 3, we'll have NASCAR Xfinity Series coverage, the Contender Boats 300, and then, of course, we're back with NASCAR Live Race Day and the NASCAR Cup Series Sunday afternoon, 
1.30 p.m. Eastern Time with our coverage of the Forever 400 presented by Mobile One. Lots going on at Homestead. Lots hang in the balance this week, and we hope you'll be along for the ride with us right here on the Motor Racing Network. For producer Trey and the rest of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagley. Thanks for the download. NASCAR Live Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern, and then we'll meet you right back here next Thursday for another download of NASCAR Live Wide Open. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. The NASCAR season is here, and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers. Did you clash at the Coliseum with your favorite Toyota drivers? Clashing with the HOA, who won't let you carve bell number 20 into your lawn. Or maybe your Tyler Reddick shirt clashed with your pants while meeting the in-laws. If you're a clasher, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Here for Ryan Blaney, four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. Craftsman in your hand, not to stop me yeah. Now the chair, quick to stare, only the engine repair Craftsman in your hand, nothing you can't do Make the lawn, make it John, or that kitchen that on Craftsman in your hand, not to stop me yeah. From outdoor care to home and auto repair Do it with Craftsman Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need At your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or Craftsman.com